Welcome to the Out of the Deep End podcast. On today's show, how to assess your relationships using a therapeutic technique known as a communication map. I am Dr. JC Burnham. Give me just a few minutes and together we'll make a difference. First thing I want you to do today is I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write down one thing you are thankful for today. It could be something simple. It could be a family member. It could be a pet. It could be the sun shining. It could be a favorite movie that you just recently watched. Doesn't matter. But I want you to write it down. And every day I want you to add to that list. What are you thankful for? Because the more that we think about what we have as opposed to what we do not have, the better we are positioning our mind to have a good outlook on life, to be thankful. And in general, it helps us to improve our overall mental health because we focus upon the good things in our life as opposed to the bad things. It's so easy to focus on the bad things. And I want to challenge you to to change that habit of thinking about how things could always be better. Because we know things, of course, could always be better. But I guarantee you, things could always also be worse. So write down one thing today that you are thankful for. And tomorrow, write down another. And make that a habit. So if you listen to this show, you will have heard me talk about how important it is to have a network of people a support group, a firm foundation that is based upon the relationships that you have built with other people. And so some of the things I want to touch on is I want to ask you, well, how many quality relationships do you actually have? How would you describe these relationships? And how happy are you with those relationships? Now, there are some people that are very extrovert, and they have many, many friends, right? Like 10, 20 different friends. But how many of those friends would they consider a quality friend? How many people are in your close inner circle? And how many tertiary relationships do you have? And there are some people that feel like they don't have very many quality relationships at all. And I want to challenge that assumption that you do not have very many quality relationships because I guarantee you probably have more than you think you have. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to use a therapeutic technique that's called a communication map, which is a lot of fun to do, but it's also very revealing. And we use it in therapy to help clients to understand how they fit in with their circle of friends and with their family members and with their coworkers and helps them to analyze the strength of those relationships and how well they communicate with those people. But before we do that, let's just talk again about the benefits of having a very strong social circle, the health benefits of social support. We know that it plays a role in your health and well-being, but what has the research shown us? Well, everybody is familiar with a 12-step plan. Now, Alcoholics Anonymous is possibly the most well-known. 
Why has it been around for so long? Why do we know of it so much? Well, that's because it works. Not only do the steps help a, a client, help a person right, slowly achieve their goal of not drinking, but it provides a support system and a structure by which that person is allowed to make mistakes, is allowed to forgive themselves and to forgive others. It's a, a system that provides what they need in order to do something that they couldn't do very easily on their own. And so we know that those kind of programs work. But what does the research say about just having a very strong support system? Because you will hear me talk about this time and time again. So here are some of the things that we have found in the research. And we're looking at research within the last 10, maybe 15 years. First, there is an increased treatment engagement and a reduced risk of behaviors that are related to like addiction temptations. And what that means is people who have a strong social support system, they tend to go through their treatment more so than people without that. Now, if we could think about a very, um, a very challenging illness, like let's say cancer treatments, we know that they, those are very difficult. They're hard on the person. They're hard on the support group. But the stronger that connection between the person who is ill and the people that are taking care of that ill person, the more likely it is that that person is going to go to all of the therapy and um, get the infusions, whatever that they need to do. And if someone is struggling with some kind of a temptation, the stronger their support system, the less likely they are to repeat those behaviors that that addiction wants them to do. We also know from research that there is increased spiritual well-being, and there's a decrease, and this is important, there's a decreased strain on the family that is providing the care. Nobody wants to take care of someone that they do not have a good relationship with. And I think this is so important as we, as we get older, as we move through life, and we ask ourselves, who is going to take care of me one day? Who is going to visit me wherever I am living? So the stronger those relationships you have as you move through life, the more likely you're going to have support when you need support the most near those sunset years. We know that people who have a, a stronger support system have increased knowledge about whatever their illness or whatever their, whatever it is they're struggling with. They also tend to have more resiliency, and they tend to cope better with setbacks. We also see with school-age children, even college-age children, or I should say young adults, that if they have a stronger social support system, whatever it is they are dealing with, they have increased school performance and they have increased relationships, or I should say quality of relationships. There's a higher level of active coping and lower levels of avoidance coping behavior. Avoidance coping behavior is when you do something like instead of going to the hospital and getting the treatment, you pretend that everything is okay and you don't go to the hospital, you don't go to your doctor, you're trying to pretend that it'll just go away on its own. That kind of coping behavior doesn't work very well, as obviously we, we can tell. 
People also tend to have healthier eating habits. They have enhanced self-confidence and more pride. Even people who are struggling with an illness, if they have a, a strong social support system, they develop a sense of pride in their ability to overcome. And then this is a big one. Research has shown that people with a, a beneficial support system has reduced mortality and an overall better quality of life, even improves emotional states and marital relationships. So how important is it that everybody has someone that they can turn to when they need it the most? And so what I want you to do is what's great about the show is you can pause the show anytime that you need. So you can, you can go and you can get, you can do the activity that I'm going to ask you to do, and then you can start back up when you're ready. So find a piece of paper and something to write with. You have your piece of paper and you can, it doesn't matter which way you face it. If you want to do it, you know, um, straight up and down, or if you want to turn it sideways, it doesn't matter. But in the middle of that paper, I want you to put a dot and that dot represents you. And then on the page, in any direction, write down the names of the people in your life that you communicate with. And you can write down as many names as you want to. doesn't matter. Or you can write down as few. But if you communicate with the person, doesn't matter how often, write it down. Now, after you have this done, I'm going to have you to connect the dot to each one of those people in a certain way. And this is, this is the key. For anybody on that paper that you consider that you have open and honest communication with, draw a straight line from the dot that represents you to that person. So it's an unbroken straight line. This is representing open and honest communication. Now, anybody on that paper that you th would say we have strained communication, connect the dot to that person using a jagged line. And then anybody on that paper that you say, I don't have um, a lot of communication with them, it's infrequent communication, connect the dot to that person with a dotted line. Now, once this is done, step back and look at your paper. Consider, first of all, the placement of the individuals on that map. Who was closest to you? Who was most distant and why? We tend to put the people that we communicate more often with and that we have the most open and honest communication, we tend to put them closer to that dot. People that we tend to have broken communication with or our relationships are strained in some way, we tend to put them farther away. However, this isn't always the case because sometimes there are immediate family members that we communicate with on um, a constant everyday weekly basis just because we have to, and we still have strained relationships and strained communication. So they might be very close. And then something else that you might consider doing is you might say, well, 
this person, they're far away, so they're dotted. I don't really talk to them much, but when I do talk to them, it's completely open and it's completely honest, and that's fine. I would draw a straight line connecting all those dots. So I have both a straight line and I have a dotted line. And that's maybe your old high school friend or college friend or a family member that lives across the states and you don't talk to them very often, but you completely trust and confide and you love those moments when you do talk. So another question, of all those people that you put on that page, who do you consider your closest and strongest relationships? Circle that person or those people. Now, if this was difficult for you to determine, if you had a hard time, oh, I, I really don't feel like in, anybody on this is very close to me. I don't have very good communication with any of these people. Why is that? Why is it difficult for you to determine? And here's the key question. What might you do to improve this? Now, I know that's a loaded question. That's a very difficult question. And we will need to talk at a, at a later time as to some of those things that we might do to improve those relationships. If you want to, there might be some relationships that they are broken, they're jagged, and you have no intention of improving them. Maybe it's a barrier a boundary that you have set because there's something about that person that interferes with you living a happy and healthy life. And that's perfectly fine. Not everybody in your life has to be close. But what we're trying to do, he to do here is we're trying to determine who are the people that are close and who would you most turn to when you need them the most. So how do you feel when you think about these different people on this paper, do you feel that you are understood and heard by someone? Do you feel like you are loved and appreciated by someone on this page? Do you feel like you are in the loop, even with the people that are the most distal? Even though you don't talk to them very often, do you feel like you know what's going on in their life? Here's a very important question. How useful do you feel to these people? Are you an asset to them? Are you able to talk with you about your problems with at least one person? Who is that person? Are they circled? Are you able to honestly and openly express yourself to at least one of these people? If the answer is no to any of these, I ask you, why? What has happened in your life that has kept you from maintaining or establishing those relationships that help you to feel understood, heard, loved, appreciated, useful? Because those are very important things. We need to have that as well as we need to be able to give that to others. Is there anything that you might do to improve any one of those aspects with anybody on that page? These are not easy questions to ask ourselves, but I, I'm telling you they are very, very critical. 
that, like I said, there are some you don't want to improve those relationships, but I think it's very important that you understand where you stand with everybody that's in your life. Now, consider how might each of these people, if if they were to do this task themselves and they were to make their own communication map, how do you think they would make their map and where would you fit on their map? Do you think their assessment of their communication with the people in their life, do you think their assessment would mirror your own assessment, what you just said? And then contemplate that and ask yourself, what does this mean? All right, a couple other things I want you to think about. Because oftentimes, um, there are things in our life that interfere with us to having good communication and building strong relationships. Uh, one of the most the the most um, obvious barriers is distance. How many people in your life are at least one hour's drive from where you are? How close does your family live? How near are your best friends? And then think about your neighbors. Think about your coworkers. Think about anybody else in your life that you might consider beneficial and important. How long does it take for you to be able to reach out to them? And I want you to think beyond just making a phone call. I'm I'm talking one-on-one contact communication where you are are reading um, body language. You're looking into the eyes. You are there providing real 100% I am here communication. Because we all know that talking on the phone, doing a video chat, is great, but it's not the same as being in the same room with someone. How else do you communicate with people? Maybe they are more than an hour's drive and you only get to see them on the weekends or maybe you only get to see them on the holidays. How, How often do you communicate with them? How do you communicate with them? Do you phone? Do you text? Chat? Video? Email? And then how would you rate each one of those methods? Do they give you what you need? Do they allow you to improve that relationship? Now, let's say you've done this communication map and you've, you've struggled a little bit. And you said, I really don't have anybody that I, I can put a solid line because I don't feel like I, I have anybody that I'm, I'm really open and honest with. There's no one that I feel really understands me or hears me. I don't feel in the loop. So what can you do? How can you find someone then? Or how can you make those changes? Well, like I said, I want to say for another show, uh, some of the more therapeutic ways of improving a one-on-one personal relationship But on this show, I want to talk about some things that we can do in general. Even if you have a good support group, you can always do these things to enhance and improve your life in general. Look first for local support groups. If it's something that's clinical, it's something that's seriously affecting your ability to live a happy and healthy life, reach out to a group that specializes in that need. Like we said, it could be a 12-step program. It could just be a local support group for whatever it is you're struggling with. But take a chance. 
find out who they are, where they meet, call them, send them an email, go to a meeting, take that first step. This is another very important suggestion, but it's not always easy for us to hear because it has to do with your social skills. If there's no one in your life that you consider quality communication, I ask you, what can you do to improve your social skills so that you can make connections? And I always say, fake it till you make it. Let's say you're not good around new people. Well, I want you to pretend that you are. Pretend that you are confident around other people. Now just see what happens. Be honest with what you want and what you need. And here's a critical thing. Before you can really develop strong relationships with other people, you really need to feel good about yourself. Because it's very hard for us to enter into a relationship and be stable and provide that other person what they are needing, what they are looking for, when you are so wrapped up in your own problems that you can't give them what they need. Because the best relationships are a two-way street. One-way relationships do not last very long. Here's something else you can try. Start a conversation. Maybe it's someone that you know, a coworker, a family member. Maybe it's someone that's a stranger. Maybe it's someone in the line at the grocery store. Just say, just say how are you doing? And then any time that you have an opportunity, deepen that relationship. If you listen to this show, you will hear me talk about the bank account. And in this case, it's a relational bank account. You need to make deposits before you can make withdrawals. How many deposits have you made recently? Other things that you can do to enhance and improve your social support groups. Get involved. Volunteer somewhere. There are many places that would like someone just to come an hour or two each week and just help out. Join a church or a spiritual group. Take lessons. Maybe you've always wanted to learn to play the piano or the guitar. Well, do it. You're interacting at least once a week then or, or every other week, depending on how often you do it with someone that's going to teach you the skill and you will develop a relationship with this person. But it's the interaction that you might need. How about riding? It could be horses. It could be riding a bike. How about painting? My favorite, martial arts. I love martial arts. Love going down to the gym. Love working with my buddies, with my friends. And my buddies are both boys and girls, men and women. Right? But I'm interacting. I'm doing something. There's a, a phrase that I really like. It basically says, if you don't break a sweat every day, you just break. So whatever you're doing, however you're going to get involved, if you can do something that helps you to exercise and you're also developing friendships and people that enjoy doing this with you, I guarantee you, you will have even more of a benefit. Maybe you want to take swimming lessons. 
whatever it is, gardening groups. I encourage you to reach out and find some of these groups and see if you can't make new connections with these people. How about considering a roommate? People who live alone, they have, they face situations and struggles that people who are constantly surrounded by family and friends and other roommates, right? they, they don't understand how being alone can be so challenging. So maybe you want to open up your home. Have a roommate, someone that you can talk to, that you can live around. How about adding a pet to your home? And that gives, that opens so many doors because you can then connect to other people who have that same kind of animal. If it's a dog, then you can train your dog. You can show your dog. Or you can just get to know the, the people who bred that dog. Consider if things are not good, consider individual or group therapy. Or even consider a life coach. Right? Everybody can benefit from somebody whose purpose is there to help you to live a happier and healthier life. And if you've tried all these things and it's not working, then maybe you do need to reach out and get some professional help. Someone who knows the tips and the tricks and can support you as you try to develop those relationships. Dale Carnegie said, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. So whatever you do, however you go about it, Reach out to other people, be interested in what they are doing, be a friend, and by being a friend, you can then have a friend. Make a commitment to improving just one thing in your life today, doing one thing a little bit better. Reach out, strengthen those communication, strengthen those bonds, strengthen those friendships, and remind yourself, it's not your perfection that matters, but your direction. This is Dr. J.C. Burnham and the Out of the Deep End Podcast. Have a blessed day.